Hey guys, I'm Alan Beek and welcome to Barber Soup, my unedited and unscripted Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm going to be sharing my personal experiences and discussing topics related to the hair industry and my journey so far. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world or whatever time it is that you are listening to this podcast, but we are going to jump straight into this episode with one of the most efficient quotes that you'll ever hear, and it's by Mark Twain. Now, Mark Twain was an American writer in the 1980s, and loads of writers and philosophers mention him, and rightly so, because he wasn't just a writer, he was a realist, and he was really, really outspoken, and had a really good sense of humour as well, but um, he was, and if you think of he was the person that wrote the book uh, about Huckleberry Finn. Now, everyone's heard about Huckleberry Finn. Mark Twain was the, the person responsible for that book. But anyway, the quote is, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. Let me repeat that. I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. Now, everybody, everybody in the entire world can relate to that because how many times have you overthought something and you think the worst. And this small sentence personifies about 99% of the world's population. We overthink. We always, always overthink everything that we do. We're tortured by our own internal dialogue. We think of the worst case scenario or play out a circumstance over and over. And the majority of us, and the majority of the time, it doesn't even work out half as bad as what we thought it would do. But we as humans do not like change. We're scared of change. It's fear that protects us from being let down or failure or being hurt. So it's innately built into each and every one of us to feel fear when change is about to happen so that we are protected. People are are on this negative feedback loop. They're scared and they're worried because they're scared or they're angry because they're scared and then you're even more angry because you're angry at being scared. But what you have to realise is it's completely natural to feel this way. It's possibly one of the hardest things to do is to go against what you're genetically programmed to do. But one of the best things that you actually can do is to go against it. Many, many things have changed in my life over the past 20 years and I'm sure that it has done with yours too. For those who don't know, I'm going to give you a brief rundown of some of the changes that I've had to and the ones that scared me the most. So let's go back to school. Let's start where it all began. It was comfy. It was easy. And in school, I acted like a complete tit. And I think the, the reason why is because, one, I didn't take it too, as like serious. And two, I enjoyed it. And I acted that way for no other reason other than I just wasn't stimulated the right way. The school system wasn't for people like me at all there was definitely way too many people in the class and there was not enough research done into different personality and behavioral traits i wasn't a bad kid in school i just wasn't understood nobody understood my behavior because i wasn't being stimulated the right way but i shocked all of my teachers when i got my gcse results back which was a laugh on results day because they expected me to do shit and actually I came out with good grades. I did really, I did well in school. I listened and I enjoyed the learning process but not enough was done to stimulate me the right way. Um, But the point is, I was leaving somewhere that I was really familiar with. 
and I didn't like the idea of college because college was just school on steroids, especially the college I went to. And I did not do well in college. I might have done well in school, but I did not do well in college. It was a bad decision. So when I left, how, how I didn't get kicked out is beyond me. Um, but I left into the big bad world and I didn't have a clue what was going to go on. But it was working with people that I wanted to do more than anything. I actually started work in a barbershop when I was 12 years old and that literally was rock bottom and I'm talking when I say rock bottom I was doing the skirting boards I was cleaning cars I was painting door frames I was cleaning the scuffs off off walls I was doing absolutely everything I could but it was greeting people at the door it was making coffees it was saying hello to everyone I made it my personal mission to make sure that I knew everybody's name and I knew that I was just going to thrive in that environment and that was great for me it was being around people just working in a in a in a customer service based environment where I could create relationships with people that was one thing in my life that I never wanted to change so obviously people don't like change and this was one of the changes that I didn't want to to have to change I didn't want to have to be in a business where I wasn't working around people so when I left college before I could actually get kicked out my grades were terrible there I think I went for more of the social aspect than anything else and when I worked in a bar a restaurant and then in the kitchen and that's where I eventually ended up managing this restaurant but the stress and pressure at that young age turned me to drink and it was a it started off a terrible decade of drug abuse and alcoholism but we've covered that before we don't need to go into that we don't need to go down that road again this but this was change that i welcomed this was a change that i needed i needed to i needed a different environment when you have a plant in your house and it's not thriving and it starts to will or it starts to die it means that it's in the wrong environment and i was starting to will i was starting to die so in order for me to grow i needed to be in a different environment so this was the change that i welcomed and i started full-time in the barbershop when i was 21 and i took it by i took the bull by the horns as the the saying goes i made it my obsession i was obsessed with cutting hair i did my first haircut on the first day that i was working and it was a terrible one and i continued to do terrible haircuts for years and it was all so different but i enjoyed it i liked the people i liked the ambiance i liked the environment I liked the challenge, I liked the creativity, I liked the sense of freedom that it gave me, just that one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with people. And at a very early age, straight away at 21, I went to college and I was at Oldham College and I was being taught by someone great, a lady called Janice Collins, who you know I speak to now when I can. She's a, she's a barber, she works in industry. Unfortunately, the college system isn't a great system what we what we fail to understand is that a college is still a business so it's very very business run there are targets to meet you know you've got success rates to meet and the evidence of learning doesn't matter as long as everyone is passed and and it wasn't long before I realized this and again that's when something needed to change I felt like I was trapped because I had a class of people I was 
I was I was training in the college. I was learning how to cut hair level two, but I was also doing my own personal training. I was teaching myself how to cut hair. I was on YouTube, I was in books, I was watching Afro barbers, I was watching ladies hairdressers, I was watching people from all over the world cut hair and then kind of amalgamating those techniques to do my own thing. Now, I had the responsibility at, what, 22 years old, 23 years old, of a class of, what, 21 students. And again, I felt trapped. I felt like I couldn't leave them. I couldn't do anything because I had to stay there and make sure that they finished because that's how strictly and disciplined college courses are run that everybody finishes, even if competently they are not there yet. What we have to do is make sure that they finish the course, which is just against my moral code and against and it threw my moral compass off completely so there again something needed to change and I ended up leaving my teaching position in the college um, after doing two and a half years there and I left and I thought I'm not just going to focus on teaching people I want to teach myself so the next thing I changed was the way I was cutting hair I worked in a shop where you cut their way or no way and that was their business model. You know, they were a traditional Italian barbers that had a sprinkle of ladies' hairdressing experience and they were fantastic. They never even called themselves a barbers. They called themselves a men's hairdressers, which was amazing. And it was revolutionary and, and no one had even heard of it before, but they started it first. And I was so glad to be a part of that. You know, I, I liked to call my, I did call myself a barber. They called themselves a, a gents hairdresser, and but I liked, to, I liked to kind of be in between, but that wasn't their way. So I, ch I changed the way I cut hair. I started taking inspiration from other p places around the world. I took inspiration from Afro barbering, from from traditional barbering, from Italian, Turkish ladies, and wanted to cross pollinate all those techniques to make my own ways. I left teaching at the college and I went freelance and the formulas that I'd created, the way that I'd started cutting hair, I started to put them into practice and started to teach them. And the, the saying, the best way to enforce your knowledge of a subject is to share it, is so true because the more I shared what I was finding out, the more of my experiences that I shared, the deeper connection that I had with cutting hair and what I did. Now, it doesn't really matter what you do for a living. The more you understand about it and the more that you kind of gain mastery in your profession, the more you know about it, the origins of how you do it and the way you do it, why you do it, how you do it, when you do it, the deeper connection you have to it. So... I left Stephen Kane and we we left on really, really good terms. We did everything that we were supposed to do. We gave them plenty of notice and we t told them all about our plans. And they were two men that were like father figures to me. They did everything. They, they used to joke and say that the university, that the university that they went to is the university of life. And they taught me so much more that I learned in school. They taught me about relationships, they taught me about friendships, customer service and so much more about life than I ever did in any college and I am forever grateful for the opportunities that they gave me and the platform that they gave me um, to express myself but 
I was stepping on their toes. I was doing things my own way. I was being a little rebellion. And uh, it was time for me to leave. Now, one of the scariest things and the scariest changes that we ever did was make that decision to leave Stephen Kane and open up Ruger. Now, you know full well that I'm going to say that even though that was the biggest and scariest thing that we'd ever done, it was also the best, most amazing thing we ever did. But the fear that we had when we were leaving and going into a world that we had absolutely no idea about and we won it for the first year. It was like, you know, how do we take money? What do we do? Bank accounts. But the fear of the unknown can only be explored by stepping out of your comfort zone. And we stepped, if we didn't even just step out of our comfort zone, we backflipped out of it. But within 18 months of winging it, trying it, cutting hair, trying to be businessmen, trying to market, advertise, be bookkeepers, trying to do all those things, we made it work. And after 18 months, we outgrew that space and we had to find somewhere else. And we started looking and we found um, the building which we have just left, which was the space above Wilson and Rogers. And we didn't know what was going to happen. We knew we was moving into a new area. We didn't know if clients would follow. We know our social medias were growing. We thought if we just constantly focus on giving a good, a good service, provide real good customer care, be nice to people, constantly work on our skill set, keep gaining more experience, steep, keep stepping out of our comfort zones and welcome those changes. Hopefully people will come and they did. They did, and we were very, very lucky and obviously extremely grateful for the people that did follow and, and still to this day continue to support us. Now, we outgrew that space, and there is always, always a time where you are going to outgrow what you've done, especially if you keep expanding. Now, I can't say enough about the word change and how fearful you can be of it, but it's what fear that drives you. If something now, if I have an idea and it scares me, I know it's a good thing. It's a horrible feeling. It does give you anxiety. It does give you stress. But you know for well that you're going to lose sleep over it. You know you're going to, you know you're going to have to make sacrifices. But we started looking for a new building in lockdown because of this, the relationship breakdown. You know, we, we weren't, we didn't feel like we were treated fairly with the whole rent process. We didn't we didn't get much help from the government, and it cost us a lot of money. We're we're in debt, and we're still going to be in debt for a very very long time. Now, during lockdown, it was a blessing and it was a curse. And this is the part where networking, doing a podcast, etc., or posting on social media, this is where it gets you heard. So. When you shout loud enough, people will hear you. And luckily, someone did. There was a gentleman called Stuart Taylor. Now, he's not in the barbering industry. He fits shutters. But he followed me on social media. He's quite a local guy. And I did a podcast about assets and liabilities and how when I'm on stage and I can look down into the audience and I see young barbers who are wearing designer clothes and designer trainers, caps that cost a fortune, watches that cost a fortune, 
you know, these aren't assets. These are liabilities. These aren't something that make you money. These are something that cost you money. And I did say at that point that what barbers should be doing is taking a step up in the business world and looking at buying their own property and and looking into assets, something that's going to make you money in the future, something that's going to give you a pension. And he over, he'd listened to the podcast. He came in, he sat down on my chair and said, I listened to your podcast, Alan. I said, oh, that's great. Thank you, mate. What do you think? He said, I think that I've got a building you might be interested in. Now, this is a story for another podcast of how it all came about. But fast forward two and a half years and we purchased the building that he showed me. Again, a massive, massive change and the most terrifying. I've never sacrificed as much. I've never lost as much sleep. I've never worried or been in as much financial trouble as I am right now. But being the biggest challenge today and the biggest change of our lives, each risk that comes with that comes a new reward. So with each risk comes a new reward and with each change comes a new fear. But the best thing about fear is that on the other side of fear is pure elation. Look at, ask anyone that jumps out of a plane how scary it is when they're at the top. Then ask them what they feel when it's over. Anyone that does a bungee jump, something that, someone you overcome that fear, the feeling that you get afterwards is the biggest reward ever. Now, I keep telling myself that when I look at my bank balance and realise that I need to get another loan or I need to borrow more money or I get a new invoice. Like, I'm invoiced probably about three or four times a week at the moment and these aren't like two, three hundred quid. These are like four or five thousand pound invoices and some, sometimes I don't even know where I'm pulling it from. So, let's just say that I'm hoping more than anything that this change will be the best change that we've ever done and I challenge you to make a change if you are not happy in the place that you are be scared if it scares you it's a good thing on the other side of fear is pure elation trust me I've been there the amount of times that I've been scared I know full well that when you come out of it there is nothing but pure happiness because you can have more control over your own life more financial control, more finance, more more time freedom, more freedom of time, sorry. And that is what I want you to do. I don't want you to be scared of change. And obviously that's why I aptly named this episode Change because you should welcome it. Welcome that fear. Don't worry about the sacrifice. Think about all that afterwards. And I'm going to end on that note. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you everyone for anyone that subscribes and for people who share on social media. If you do feel the need to to share it, please make sure that you tag me in it so then I can thank you personally. And a big shout out goes out to Booksy who very, very kindly facilitate the ongoing podcast. And until the next episode, guys, thank you very, very much. And I will speak to you again soon. Goodbye.